Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Natural Heights session with me and Bruce Tiffany. And I wanted to talk today about some experiences that I've had in the past. I'm on my 39th year on planet Earth. (laughs) This year I will turn 39 and I figured why not share some perspectives that I've come to understand and learn in these 39 years of life. I'm currently still living in France and that experience requires I feel like some conversation for all you who may be curious of what it is to be what they call an expat and that's basically um, a fancy word for immigrant (laughs) white people love to call themselves expats when they travel the globe well not just white people but I feel like people who don't want to be called an immigrant or be associated with anything that has to do with immigration they like to make up a fancy word for what they're doing in another country And yeah, that's what expat is for me, (laughs) to be quite honest. But yeah, I wanted to share with you all what it is to be that and to um, live in a country that is not my own, but yet feels like my own because I have been here for a while. I've been out of mine for a while. I've had two children out of my country and one of them in France. So I figured I'm going to share the perspective of living abroad and also just some perspective that I've come to learn in these, once again, 39 years around the sun. Um, Yeah, so let me just start off by saying that... I am first and foremost a documentarian. I love photography, but I've come to expand my level of respect for documentaries or documenting to podcasting. So I've started podcasting and sharing views that I have on uh, different movies, (laughs) on uh, just life in general. And this is basically the next episode of that. So I hope you enjoy and I hope that you um, follow my podcast further because in the future I will have some interviews, some people that will, you know, come in on the recording with me and converse with you all to hear um, about their experiences in France and living abroad or even just life in their, you know, different amounts of times that they've been, you know, around the sun. So look forward to that. But I just wanted to share in this particular episode some thoughts that I have regarding um, the level of time I've lived abroad, what I've learned as I went through different experience living, experiences living abroad, what I've come to see as far as the differences between 
America, which is my country of birth, the United States of America, which is North America, not to be confused with the whole continent of America, which would be North and South America. I am not from South America. I am from North America, the United States. And I feel like this needs to be a distinction made when speaking about, you know, my country of origin, because a lot of times, especially, I'm going to say Americans, are ignorant geographically to what it is to say you're American. You're not just American by um, the whole continent of America. Those are two different Americas, I feel like, completely. And the United States of America, North America, has a completely different mentality, in my opinion, than South America. Not that I've ever been to South America, but I do feel like South America is um, worlds apart (laughs) from North America. And that distinction has to be made when speaking of being an American. Um, Especially when you're not in America. Living outside the country, people often ask you, where are you from? When you speak a different language, people often hear your accent and ask you, where are you from? When you are living your day-to-day life from ordering coffee to, you know, whatever work you do in your career, it is apparent most times exactly where you're from. And so people will constantly ask you that, where are you from? And I found that when I say America, especially being a, um, a melanated woman, they are often needing more, you know, specific specifics, like what part of America, North or South. So, yes, to make sure that we all are on the same page, I want to reiterate that it is North America and not South. That, but I would love to visit the South, South America, not the South of the United States of America. I would love to visit South America. Um, but yeah, I have not yet, but the countries that I have visited are um, not really vast. <laughs> um, they're not a vast amount of countries. It's, I've only really been to the islands, which is the French West Indies, FWI, um, French West Indies, and specifically an island called St. Martin. I got to spend a lot of time there, and I also got to visit St. Bart's, which is also French colonized island, and I got to visit Anguilla, which is a British colonized island. And I think that one of the main things that I learned in um, living abroad, especially in the islands and then moving to, you know, a country that is responsible for a lot of colonies in the world, um, I realized the significance of colonization. Um, Colonization in America is something that's not really um, well-versed in in grade schools. They don't really get too much into 
um, what colonization has done to the world and what colonization does to indigenous people. And I think that my in my travels, I've come to understand that, you know, it affects, it, it has a lot more effects than I've learned when I was in grade school. And to see that with my own two eyes and my own, you know, head and heart and experiences, it was something that would be probably one of my greatest um, eye-opening moments living outside of a country that has done so much colonizing and also moving to a country that has also done so much colonizing and then coming in from an aspect of um, being in a place that was colonized first and then moving to the country that you know was colonizing is is something that helped me to see the the ramifications of it so that would be a number one eye-opener. Um, second would be the, <laughs> I'm going to say the metric system. I know a lot of Americans um, don't really take into consideration that we're on a completely different metric system than the rest of the world. Um, a lot of places in the world deal with, you know, meters and kilometers and Celsius and... Um, um, they also deal with um, kilos and, you know, they don't really deal with the same metric system that they do in America. And I feel like in America, we oftentimes feel like the whole world revolves around America, and that's not the case. And I'm constantly reminded, like, you're not in America. From people telling me, like, stop referencing America, nobody cares, <laughs> to basically, you know, just constantly having this comparison in my own psyche and I do believe that it's a part of the conditioning that we get through the school system the indoctrinated school system of America but it's also um, it's very eye-opening to see in the rest of the world that they use a completely different uh, metric system which is used in our in our everyday lives when it comes to mathematics when it comes to um, weight when it comes to temperature when it comes to speed all these things are judged differently and the rest of the world goes by one way a lot of the world goes by one way and it's just just the united states that goes by a different the united states of america north america so that's something that um i had to learn and relearn um that was definitely hard in the beginning to grasp especially like i said with the constant comparisons i as a, a woman who was, you know, indoctrinated in the school system, I was completely unaware of the other metric systems. So that was something that I had to learn, but it was also um, enlightening and, and something that I enjoyed doing because, you know, it, it is good to exercise the brain to continue to learn throughout life. And that's what the metric system taught taught me. I mean, I'm still learning because I still have to sometimes do a, um, a just a, a comparison to see, okay, it's requesting this in Celsius. How much is that in Fahrenheit? 
or it's requesting this in speed, how much is that in miles per hour as opposed to kilometers per hour, kilometers. Um, Even just learning a new language. Um, Living in France, I had to learn French. I'm still learning French. I feel like that's a a lifetime of of education to really get to say you're fully well-versed in the French language because it is um, different, a lot different than English. But um, both derivatives from Latin, so that helps. French and English are both derivatives from Latin, so I do feel like I can see a lot of similarities that help me to learn. But it's not easy, you know, learning a new language in a new country and then having to, you know, navigate. But it's also, it's gratifying to to do those things. So that's something that I can say made me um, wiser or more open living abroad. Um, I also wanted to speak on the fact that cultures are completely different. And learning the new culture and still being able to relate to people even though we have completely different upbringings and environments and ways of, um, you know, learning and cultural, culturally being able to understand each other um, and respect each other, that is something that I have to be honest and say that I've had great experiences in that and I'm happy that I'm able to express that it was a good experience that I've had with people that I just either just met or got to know even though we were from two different culturally backgrounds we were able to exchange a good experience with each other so that was something that made me very happy to know that I can experience outside of my comfort zone. Um, People who felt like family, people who treated me like family, but had no, you know, real understanding or care of, you know, where I came from. That, that was, those are, those are experiences that I've cherished living abroad I also got to touch on um, work, career-wise, job-wise. I found that in the islands, it was easier for me to kind of carve out my niche in my career, and um, I did make great strides there. Now here in France, I am trying to find my niche again. I do feel like... um, I am clear on the vision that I have on how to attain the same levels of um, gradual, you know, gradually being able to attain the same career goals that I've always had. And I am optimistic about that, becoming more... um, more apparent in the future, but for right now, I'm just going through the motions of trying to make sure that I am legitimate in my career choices and that they are beneficial to my family, which is something that 
is a struggle, but it's a part of the living abroad international um, hustle. You have to kind of shift and, and refocus and um, really understand the direction that you're going in career-wise when you're internationally trying to continue you know with whatever career you had before for me I was a creative I was a photographer in America and I was able to continue on my photography in in, in St. Martin also known as Swali Gabalici um in the um in the tropics and now that I'm here in France it is um the same, it is, is, I would say that it is something that I need to progress upon in a more um, legitimate manner. So I'm going through those motions, but I do feel optimistic about the journey. So that's something that is something you have to get used to. Um, also, I wanted to touch on um, raising children. <laughs> I've raised I am raising, not I've raised, I am raising two children in a completely different childhood in which I grew up, and in a completely different environment than I grew up. Um, Both my children are multilingual at this point. I have a three-year-old and a 10-year-old, and that was not my reality when I was their age. I was very much so still trying to get a good grasp on the English language. So the fact that I have two beautiful boys that are able to express themselves in two different languages is, is kind of a, trip, a mind trip for me. But it is what I wanted as far as in having children abroad. I didn't want them to be confined to one way of thinking or one way of speaking, or one way of communicating, or one way of, of, of being culturally aware. I feel like it is always a good idea to have your children be exposed to different cultures. And you could be in a place, in a country, and have a completely different culture going on in your household, in your home. And so for me, that's where um, it was, it was always a, a dream of mine to have my children understand more than just what I understood at an early age. So that's happening, and I'm excited about that. I'm happy about that. And um, it's it's a journey to understand the mind of a child that you know you can't really say you went through those experiences as a child. Um, not to say that it's vastly different, the cultures and experiences here in France. It's just um, where I am, exercise is much more encouraged. Food is much more fresh. Um, children are less combative and um, less defined by social standards. And that that makes me happy to know that my children are living from a perspective of um, 
what it is to be close to nature, what it is to be close to animals and close to your your own physical fitness, your own um, being rather than being sucked into whatever celebrity gossip or whatever billboard or commercial or television is telling them to, you know, to attain to, they kind of are able to envision their own, their own lives without being influenced by outside people. So that is one thing that I would say is a vast difference in their childhood from mine. It's not as, it's not so much television. I was raised on Saved by the Bell and your Cosby show and a different world and all these shows that, you know, my mom was afraid to let me go and play outside because of, you know, just, you know, violence and things happening that was out of her control. And not that, you know, none of that stuff exists here. It does definitely exist here. It's just, I, maybe it's just where I am. It's not as um, tense as I grew up. So for me, I feel like my children are living a less a less stressed life from outside sources. You know, it's not all about the latest Jordans. It's not all about, you know, having on the coolest clothes in school. They're more so, um, you know, they, they just, children are just focused on being children and not, you know, what they have and what they're wearing. And that's what I like about it. Um, I haven't come across a school yet that is, like, enforcing uniform or anything like that. So I think that's, that, that would be a non-issue here as it is an issue in America with um, when schools were open. <laughs> with the whole pandemic. We're going to switch over to the pandemic now. Um, and still kind of speak on how it is affecting my children. This is something that is new to all of us, whether you're from wherever you're from in the world, um, dealing with this pandemic, plandemic, whatever you want to call it, is um, a whole new childhood for people, children in America, for adults, for um it's, it just shifted reality for a lot of people to understand the un, what how much of the thumb they're under as far as being controlled, being um, told what to do, having now to have discernment in your own, you know, health decisions. Also, the whole um, to vax or not to vax discussions, or even the forced to vax. All that is um, stuff that we all have to navigate now. And it is something that requires um, a different level of thinking that all of us are necessarily used to. Some people, you know, are used to just going along with what um, they've been told and just, you know, going ahead and getting what they feel is safe for them. Some people are more... more, um, skeptical of what they're being told and what they're being pumped with, pumped up with. So, it's you know those conversations are are more um, prevalent here and in and in, in you know my country of of birth, America. 
but what it is here in Europe is the fact that there are multiple strands of this virus that are causing people to have either more or less trust in the uh, vaccine being capable of, you know, controlling this outbreak. So that's something that um, I guess the conversation is a little bit different, but still I feel like in America, the conversation is what it normally is, but I feel like they also are pumping this propaganda of get this vaccine, get this vaccine, get this vaccine for the reason of being able to say to the rest of the world that, hey, we're the most vaccinated country, we're the safest, because during this whole um, pandemic, it has become almost scary how many countries have now banned Americans from traveling with their passports. Um, They're really on that agenda in America to get people vaccinated so that they can, I feel like, change those um, worldviews of not allowing Americans to go there. Although there are still a lot of countries that do allow it, um, the, the push, I do believe, is for that reason. To open up the rest of the world even more so that, you know, Americans can travel more back like they used to. It used to only be a, only a few countries that didn't allow Americans in. And now there are a lot more. So um, being an American, living abroad, um, I do have dual. I do feel like I'm attaining for dual citizenship. So it's one of those things where, you know, you have to just be aware of where you're going on what passport. <laughs> and if you're even allowed to go there. And with the whole... Um, our pandemic now is like you have to get shots and get you know cert- certification to say that you are clear to go to these places so that's something that is new and different and a little bit nerve-wracking when it comes to you know being abroad but you know as long as you do your research and your due diligence and know where you're going and know you know where you're from <laughs> and how you will be um, greeted and your capabilities of even entering a specific zone or area or country. All those things are something that you have to do your due diligence on before you travel there. So that's just something that that has affected me and brought my attention more to um, the fact that I am abroad and that I am... Uh, living out here in the world and on a passport that um, may not be accepted everywhere. So that's that's something that you have to, you know, just keep in mind if you decide to live abroad. What else can I tell you guys about the whole experience of living abroad? <laughs> um, I don't want to get too deep in the any type of, you know, political or um, social social um, interactions because um, I really feel like that all depends on the person and your energy and how you, you know, approach and speak to people. So just in general, I feel like kindness and humbleness goes a long way. But um, you also have to, you know, 
get up, get out and do something. <laughs> Find something that will, you know, help you to meet people and help you to be able to get to know the language and the, the cultures and the countries that you're in. And don't compare. That would be my advice. Don't compare. Just um, accept and get to know and experience and enjoy and respect, you know, other cultures for what they bring to the table, what they are offering you. Um, And, you know, just enjoy the experiences of seeing something new. A lot of people, I feel, travel whether they're living abroad or vacationing in ways that are very um, condescending and maybe expectant. Um, They're expecting people to treat them a certain way. They're expecting themselves to be treated a certain way. So a lot of times when, when you have expectations, you can end up being highly disappointed. So that's why I say just... You know, you want to have, first and foremost, your safety in your in the forefront of your mind. But after that, just accept that you're in another place, in another culture, and you cannot bring America with you everywhere you go. Like, no, nobody should travel with that much patriotism. <laughs> because you have to accept the new world that you're, the new, I'm going to say world, the new space that you're in, the new country or location that you're in and you can't do that by constantly comparing so that would be my advice to people who want to travel abroad who people to people who may be living abroad um you want to acclimate yourself if you're living and you want to um full full joy the experience but um if you are just visiting you want to respect the culture the place and don't expect people to um, treat you treat you any differently just because you're a traveler from America. Um, I've seen people travel from a lot of other countries here. Now that I'm living in a place that's basically Europe, a lot of the countries are just a hop, skip, and a jump away. And people travel with um, much more um, specific intentions than they I find that people from America travel with and this is not to knock people from America but I really just feel like um, we have to open ourselves up to um, what it is to travel with purpose instead of just for uh, the clout or for some sort of you know, gratification of, hey, I saw this, or check that on my bucket list, or whatever. You you need to just really get to know your environment and know the places that you're visiting and make sure that you're, you know, really connecting with the people and the culture and not necessarily, you know, being standoffish or closed off in your thoughts of, you know, comparing, oh, it's like this here, no, 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 just you know, humble yourself and enjoy the and take in the experience, the environment, the food, you know, and you you'll have a much more enjoyable experience. But um for this particular podcast, I think I'm gonna end it off there because I really want to um just give you guys a gist of 
the things that I've seen and experienced and learned and um, the things that helped to give me some insight on myself and the rest of the world and myself in relation to the rest of the world. And yeah, this podcast is basically just that, just to share thoughts. It's not, I'm not an expert. I am not, you know, the most traveled person, but I have lived and experienced and I wanted to share some of those experiences. I hope you guys enjoying are enjoying the Natural Heights session and I hope you come back for the next episode. I will try to have a, a guest that can um, give you guys their insight on what it is to be living abroad. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening and I hope to hear from you. Feedback is always appreciated. It is always welcome and yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Tiffany Photography. That's T-I-F-F-A-N-I-Q-U-E-P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. I know that is very long, but it's literally Tiffany Photography. You can find me on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram. Um, that's about it. <laughs> Not really on Twitter or anything else. So if you have any questions, um, you can send them to my Instagram. I do check my DMs. And if you have any requests for future episodes or anything that you would like me to um, expound upon, feel free to hit me up on Instagram or my Facebook fan page, Tiffanique Photography. Thank you so much again for listening and goodbye.